Hi, welcome to the Bucko Fever podcast uh, on this Memorial Day. So yeah, hopefully everybody's having a, a nice a nice Memorial Day. Maybe hopefully not working, hopefully just hanging out. Uh, but um, today, <laughs> just gonna we're going to do our week in review. Um, it was an interesting week for the Pirates. Um, there were some bright spots, so uh, we'll talk about those. Uh, and, you know, look at some of the moves that, that happened this week as well as uh, potential moves coming. This this upcoming week is going to be really interesting. So uh, before we get into all of that, uh, let's have a message from uh, my sponsor, Anchor. Uh, yes, if you do, if you hear birds and uh, wind, children, <laughs> airplanes, any of those things, I am outside today. It's just a beautiful morning. Um, so, just came out, found a hitchhiker woke breakfast out. Figured I'd uh, take care of that and just kind of hang out outside here for a while. So, if you hear any of that stuff, yeah, I'm outside uh, smoking a pork butt. So it's going to be a fun Memorial Day. But, you know, uh, looking back at the past week, uh, looking at the, the, the what the Pirates were able to accomplish, uh, it was a mixed bag. I mean, they still, you know, did not win the week. Um, you know, they lost all three games to the Cubs and then uh, had a nice doubleheader. Against the Rockies, we'll talk about that. Some really nice pitching there, uh, even though it was against the Rockies. It's good stuff to see. Um, and then, of course, Sunday had some good pitching early, and then just kind of uh, let it slip away. So, only a couple wins this week. You know, looking for silver linings. Uh, I'm jumping right to uh, that doubleheader. The uh, first game of the doubleheader. Uh, you know, JT Brubaker um, looked great. I mean, this kid had a couple bumps, but, you know, this last start was back to the Brubaker we saw uh, for the first month of the season, month and a half of the season, really. Uh, six innings, four hits, uh, no runs, one walk, five strikeouts. That one walk's really nice to see, uh, always um, and then you can't really. Chase and Shreve came in and, and, and closed it out. Uh, and I'll talk more about Shreve here in a minute. But uh, yeah, JT Brubaker, uh, you know what a great start. And the offense came came alive for him. Uh, you know, scoring seven runs, uh, big ones there. Were, of course, the uh, the back to back home runs by uh, Brian Reynolds and uh, Polanco. Uh, so that was cool. You know, Ben Gamble's had a decent week. Adam Frazier continues to hit. Uh, so it was just a, uh, it was just a really, really solid game um, for the Pirates. Um, in the second game, pretty much the same thing. I mean, they uh, they look good um, pitching. Uh, Mitch Keller, probably arguably his best start, one of his best starts of the season. Um, you know, five innings, two hits, two walks, six Ks. Again, not walk two guys. It's not too bad, and didn't get hit around. 
so <laughs> when he does that, pitches very well. Sam Howard came in, uh, pitched an inning, and then Bednar, uh, Dave Bednar came in, pitched another inning. He kind of struggled a little bit, but he was still didn't allow a run. Um, but that, like, talk about the bullpen for a second. Uh, th- this bullpen, this season has just been uh, so solid. Uh, dependable guys that you, you know what they're going to do. Now, they did slide a little bit on Sunday, and I'll get there in a second. But um, all in all, they're, they're all pitching really well. Clay Holmes has been great. And I mentioned Chase and Shreve. Uh, you know, he's he's been really, really solid for them since coming up. Um, and they're, they're going to have some decisions to make about – what to do with this roster uh, soon because they have more guys coming back from injury um, as early as you know today. Chad Cool is probably going to start, so that something's going to have to change there. Uh, somebody's going to have to go. It'll probably just be Mears being optioned, uh, but you know at some point they don't. They have too many guys who uh, are out of options at this point, or the Rule 5 guys. Um, So there's going to have to be a trade or they're going to have to DFA some people that you really wish they hadn't. Uh, I think Kyle Keller will obviously be uh, one of the first ones off uh, the 40-man to make room for, like, Hayes coming back uh, from the 60-man or something like that. But, um, you know, Chase and Tree is a guy who has come in, done his job, done it well. Uh, they, I think he was one of those uh, trade chip type players that, you know, they signed in the offseason thinking they'd be automatically on the team. And, you know, guys like Clay Holmes and uh, uh, Sam Howard, you know, beat them out. Uh, and they were lucky enough to hold on to him. So, you know, maybe Chase and, Shreve's, Chase and Shreve brings you a uh, probably – low-level prospect or, you know, cash, uh, or you package him with somebody. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think their hands kind of pushed a little bit here um, in the next week to where, you know, some of these guys that have been talking about, you know, performing well are either going to have to be optioned um, or possibly DFA'd. That leads us to Sunday. Uh, Sunday was a disappointing game. I think that they, you know, they had their opportunities. Could have scored some more runs. It just didn't happen. Um, but the big story from Sunday really was the surprise spot start, or not maybe not even a spot start from Chase DeYoung. Uh, DeYoung, you know, signed as a minor league free agent in the offseason. DeYoung's been around for a while. Um, he's never really gotten a, a real extended look in the majors he struggled any uh, in any of his other uh, uh, appearances but yesterday was pretty good I mean five innings uh, one run um, and he uh, you know it's one of those guys he could factor into the future you know if this is Chase DeYoung if they can get this kind of production out of him he had a really good spring he had a has had Decent numbers down in AAA up to this point. Um, and he, he's out of options. So, obviously, you know, if he's up now, they're going to keep him 
for a while. Probably give him another uh, couple starts. Uh, I don't know what that means. If they think somebody is going to be out for a while or, you know, maybe Cahill's going to be out longer or maybe they foresee another move happening. Maybe Tyler Anderson gets traded. Maybe Cahill comes off and then the the DL and then they, you know, let him go. Or maybe they have somebody else in mind to uh, option out of the bullpen and move Cahill to the pen, to Young to something. Um, but, I mean, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to bring DeYoung up just for a spot start. And Ben Sherrington pretty much said as much. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what else he can do. I mean, it's always so the underdog story. You know, you, it's just like, you know, Garrett Jones in the past. Somebody's every once in a while one of these minor league free agents pan out. Richard Rodriguez is a good example. Somebody just never really got a full shot anywhere else. And then, uh, you know, Pirates give him a look. Uh, more often than not, they don't pan out. I've, I've discovered, um, but every once in a while, um, you know, they, they really pay dividends and, and the young has a lot of team control left. So, I mean, he could be in this rotation for a while, uh, you know, holding, uh, holding a spot till he either, you know, implodes or, um, gets traded himself or, you know, brings, uh, or, you know, prospects, Knock, uh, knock on the door, uh, but I thought that was pretty cool for for Chase DeYoung. Uh, but yeah, I mean the bullpen fell apart a little bit yesterday. Uh, Kyle Crick had a really hard time finding the plate. We haven't really seen him. That was probably his worst appearance this year. And uh, Richard Rodriguez, um, you know, a couple hits and a walk, a couple runs. Um, you know, ends up blowing the save and, and getting the loss. But um, looking forward this upcoming week, there's you know there's a lot of moves that are going to have to happen. Um, you know they, the Pirates are running out of what some you know the moving quote unquote moving pieces. Uh, they have guys that are kind of stuck because they don't have options available. So are you going to DFA somebody, or are you not going to DFA somebody and option somebody who may be playing a little better? Um, but they have that option available. So, I mean, this this week coming up should see Brian Hayes back. Hopefully, uh, Chad Cool's back tonight. They already, like I said earlier, that you know they're probably option uh, Nick Mears. That is exactly what they're doing. Um, so Cool will get the start tonight. He's back in the rotation. Um, you know who. Who's going to get sent down? Probably, I would imagine they're they're looking at maybe Will Crow. Uh, Will Crow has had been, showed that he kind of belongs. Uh, he hasn't had. He's had solid starts. Everything is, he's pretty consistent. But I mean, he's been giving up some runs, so maybe they just ship him out for a little bit until they clear a hole. Um, maybe they see something they want him to work on, and be better to do it at AAA. I don't know. Um, I don't know what they'll do with with this excess of starting pitching now. Um, the bullpen. I mean, there's. I mean, when when Hayes comes back, they're going to have to DFA somebody to make a room on the roster, forty man roster. Uh, I would assume that's Kyle Keller. I would assume he's probably the next one to be DFA'd. Uh, 
but you know there's others coming down the road so uh, there'll be a lot more uh, moves probably this week um, and then moving into next week it all depends on when Evans and and Moran are back Um, you know it all signs point to them either coming straight back or doing some rehab work uh, in the next couple days so and it's got guys you, you can option um you know will craig cole tucker but would they be better off maybe keeping a cole tucker up and dfaing somebody like an eric gonzalez i mean eric gonzalez has shown flashes that he can hit but he has not been able to be anywhere close to consistent and it's pretty much what he did last year he get a hot start really cool off uh, good defensively but you know Cole Tucker's younger cheaper he has the options available um, you know he's kind of running out of time so the Pirates you know maybe they're thinking take a take a bigger uh, longer look at Cole Tucker in, in the infield um, but yeah uh, they've got they've got to have some extra outfielders. I mean, yeah, that Gamble has played relatively well the past week or so, and caught Tom's back. He had uh, a nice uh, at home run the other day, and nice um, uh, some nice at bats uh, over the last couple games. So. He's the rule five. So again, the the moving pieces are they're getting to the point where they're going to have to option some guys, but they have guys coming back off the sixty man, uh, Brault, Soriano, later on down the road, Hayes soon. Um, you know they're going to have to clear some clear some room. So that could be through trades, hopefully, uh, or you know, DFAing some guys. Uh, and they don't, after getting rid of Vargas, uh, you don't really have, a, in my opinion, a clear-cut uh, guy on your major league roster anyway to DFA. Uh, you have Kyle Keller, who could be an option there at AAA. And, um, but uh, be interesting to see what happens with the with all the moves um, and all the, the roster uh, rotation that they're going to have to do here. Uh, in, in the coming week or so. So shifting the attention to, um, you know, the prospects and what happened in the in the minors for the Pirates this week. Um, uh, they had some good outings. I think that um, some of the better ones, I think Carmen Majinski down in Greensboro had a really nice, uh, a really nice game on Sunday. Uh, he's had three games this year, 11 and a third innings pitch, 18 strikeouts, .79 ERA. Uh, that's pretty pretty good. Only six walks. So a little high on the walks, but not, not terrible. But this week, yesterday, on Sunday, he wrapped up with a with a win, five innings, uh, one walk, eight Ks, no runs, no hits, uh, holding opponents to a point zero eight three average, and he currently has a point seven nine WHIP, uh, which is 
pretty impressive. <laughs> um, you know, this is nice to see from a guy like Majinski because we hadn't seen him yet. Um, you know, draft pick last year, no minor league ball. Um, so it's fun to, to get a get a look at him. Uh, offensively, it's nice to see uh, Leo Vera Piguero come back this week. Um, and he hasn't really missed, uh, missed a beat. Uh, you know, in his uh, two appearances this week, he was over for four to start. Uh, but then in yesterday's yesterday's game, yeah, two for five. Uh, so, you know, he, he seems to be pretty on on back on track. I would say, <laughs> even though it's a little early uh, coming back from that injury. But uh, you know, I, I like Piguero a lot. I'm I'm really excited to to see what he what he does. Um, Throughout the rest of the minors, like a, a couple guys down in Bradenton had uh, a good week. One of the under-the-radar guys that I like to talk about, um, and I've been following him pretty closely this year, um, is Adrian Florencio, a guy we don't know a whole lot about. Um, in his limited experience, uh, he was hit around quite a bit, but this year, uh, not so much um, in... His uh, four starts over the span of 16 innings, he has 17 strikeouts with a holding uh, with a .88 whip um, and only four walks in those 16 innings. So not not too bad, uh, you know. And then on uh, Sunday, went five innings, gave up a hit, hit a guy, and uh, four strikeouts, no runs, uh, holding opponents to 175 average .88 whip. Uh, that's you can't ask for too much more. Um, so he's one of those guys just to kind of watch. It might be fun uh, to see what happens with some of these uh, lower level guys. Um, uh, another guy who's had uh, a pretty good week and I'd say maybe under the radar. Um, not be interested to see what he does this year is uh eli wilson um in so far this season in his 27 at bats he's had 11 hits two home runs sitting 407 uh, you know he's the number two catcher there behind Andy rodriguez but he does get to play a lot um and uh, he's making the most of his time so he's one of those guys that we don't again don't know a whole lot about. His dad was Dan Wilson, um, former uh, major leaguer with the uh, Mariners, I believe was the bulk of his career. But uh, but yeah, Wilson's had a real nice week uh, on the starting on the uh, he was two for four, zero for one, and uh, two for three. Uh, with a home run. So he, he appeared in a couple games this, this week. Uh, you know, he's, when he plays, he's making the most of it. Uh, so, again, Pirates need catching help. Uh, keep Eli Wilson kind of in the in the back of your mind a little bit. Uh, you know, still way too early to get uh, super excited. But, you know, just one of those guys to keep an eye, eye on. And, of course, uh, Michael Scotto. Uh, one of the guys from the, the tie-on deal uh, continues to, to just play really well. 
kind of what you'd hoped for out of him, uh, you know, coming from the Yankees. Uh, yeah, so he was two for three, two for three, zero oh for four, one for three, and one for four. Uh, so his he's batting three seventeen so far for the year. Um, you know, only has one homer, but that that's okay. I mean, he's he's getting on base. Um, he's hitting pretty well. So that's another guy um, that that's going to be fun to watch down in Bradenton. When you get to the upper levels this week, um, I feel like the worst part was the news that Travis Swaggerty is probably out for the year. Uh, it looks like his shoulder is fully dislocated and will probably need some sort of surgery. Um, so that's a pretty pretty big blow for the Pirates um, and for the upper levels of the minors. You know, he'll be back next year. Um, You know, maybe, maybe even late this year. I don't know what the recovery time really looks like. And they they haven't really fully announced anything yet, but uh, you know, he was, he was probably the top prospect. Uh, He was the top prospect there in Indianapolis um, in a lot of the rankings. I mean, they have other, uh, some other guys there, like Miguel Yajure, who we've already seen in the big leagues. Uh, but the, the AAA just wasn't a real strong suit for the Pirates um, coming into the season and, and to this point. Uh, Jared Oliva, their other outfield prospect in the upper levels, he's been out most of the year. Uh, hopefully see him back soon. Uh, and they have a couple other, you know, a bunch of guys that we've already seen, Alford, you know, Anthony Alford, Dustin Fowler, Kevin Kramer. Uh, one thing this week I did want to talk about, uh, Blimadries. He's been, um, you know, just plugging his way through the system. Um, numbers aren't, you know, earth-shattering. Not really a whole lot there to get, uh, normally to kind of get super excited about. But he's making the most out of his time here in Indianapolis. Um, you know, after getting promoted, he's been in 10 games for them. Um, 35 at-bats. He's 13 for 35 uh, with a home run. Uh, three walks, seven strikeouts. So um, he, he's playing really well. 371 average so far in those 10 games. Uh, so that's another fun guy to talk about. Um, and kind of watch because, you know, you get guys like that, fringe guys. I think Madrid could kind of profile as like a like an extra outfielder, like a Troy Stokes Jr. type player. Um, so hopefully, you know, this is something that, you know, one a bright spot or like the silver lining that could be pulled out of Triple um, you know, A. You know, a guy like that kind of putting himself up there. I mean, they have other guys probably within that same range like Troy Stokes Jr., Hunter Owen. Um, Chris Sharp, fringe guys, guys that probably will make it to the big leagues at some point, um, if they haven't already, uh, you know, a little bit anyway, um, and and see some action. Uh, So, you know, that's something to watch. And Cal Mitchell in Altoona um, is having a a nice little run. Uh, He he had a little bit of a cold stretch, um, but, uh, you know, this week he's – He's put together like a nine-game hitting streak, and so for this week, um, 
he was one for four, one for four, two for four, one for three, and two for four. Um, so, uh, Cal Mitchell's a guy I like a lot. I think, you know, if he keeps his strikeouts down, you know, and in uh, his at-bats um, so far this year, in 66 at-bats, he struck out 13 times. So, he seems to be kind of adjusting uh, a little bit. He's hitting 288 for the year. Uh, Cal Mitchell has probably had the best week in Altoona, uh, the most consistent week. So, um, you know, kudos to him. Um, and we'll keep an eye on these guys, you know, as the season progresses. So that's my episode for the week. I just wanted to do a quick uh, week in review, take a look at what went on. Uh, wasn't a whole lot of flashy, fun stuff, but, you know, we did get some good pitching performances there at the end, which, you know, made up for you know, what we saw, you know, with the Cubs. I didn't even mention the play. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Baez thing. So, is what it is. Um, but again, you know, thanks for listening. A lot of stuff coming this week. Chad, cool tonight. Excited to see that. Um, you know, had some had good success in AAA. Hopefully, that carries over. Uh, check me out on Twitter at Bucko Fever Pod. Uh, Facebook, Bucko Fever Podcast, and of course, BuccoFeverPodcast.com, home of the Bucko Fever blog. Uh, should be some pieces coming out this week. I think I should have time to finish them, uh, but keep an eye out for those. Uh, you know, get, you know. thanks for listening. I appreciate everybody, you know, taking time um, to listen to me ramble about the, the Buccos. So, uh, yeah, enjoy your Memorial Day. If you're cooking out, you know, have a have a burger. Uh, on me (laughs) Um, or for me Uh, but yeah again you know have a great rest of your day and as always um, thank you for listening have a good one